Hey, good day, everybody. I'm just going to do a quick uh, update here as it relates to uh, fungicide timing on corn. And I'm here in a thin area of the field just so I because I could see a, an example of some bugs we're going to talk about um, Japanese beetles and so on. It's kind of the subject of today's uh, talking points. Real quick here uh, fungicide timing or whether you should or shouldn't. Um, this is a hard call because right now um, with the hot temperatures we have forecasted it's sometimes hard to see ahead and and feel like wonder if you're going to get the return on your investment um, one thought I wanted to just throw this out here um, for what it's worth this time of year is always a brutal time because we don't know the future and fungicide is one of those things where we have to uh, somewhat invest into tomorrow, and we don't know what that holds. Uh, but don't throw in the towel on your crop. Even if you're not going to fungicide, you're not doing that sort of a thing, um, I still advise you to um, is, is to hang in there. This crop has a, a lot of powerful potential, what I'm seeing out here in the field. There's a lot out here, and even if we have a July that's not super wet, just the timeliness over the next several weeks of rains can make a huge difference to your crop. So do take courage from that, that there's a good potential out here. And um, just I was just looking at a map here sent to me by an agronomist. Um, he was talking about how this is the driest ever in the last 130 years or something like that between March and July. Um, absolutely dry. And we still have crops that are looking fairly well overall. And even last year with as dry as it was, um, for many areas, just the timeliness of the rain is what the yields resulted in. It should have been worse than 2012 in some areas, and we did not see that. So yields and hybrids and timeliness of rains is everything really when it comes to corn production. So. Hang in there. Other thing I want to mention to you is a little bit here on these um, Japanese beetles. So, you know, when we have silk clippings here, um, we can get really concerned. But I think the threshold from a university's threshold is like three per ear when it's less than 50% pollinated. And, and then we um, also can use a metric where we see the silks are cut within half an inch of the of the house we're starting to get that here right on right on this one right here but i'm still going to say it's probably around 30 percent the majority of the silks are still intact and this is an open area where they've probably bumbled their way into the field and landed in this open area here when as i walk out into the depth there i just i'm just shooting this from here because i wanted you to understand a little bit what i'm looking at as i walk into the field where where I'm past the end rows, it gets thick foliage and I'm not really seeing anything as far as clipping or damage there. Doesn't mean it's not something to check, but just wanted to show you thresholds a little bit. Um, again, <clears throat> some of the telltale signs you're walking through, you got a, from quite a ways away, you can see this little bit of blackening where they've been nibbling on the tips and they've kind of died back a little bit. Um, that's something as you're walking through, you can see that from a little ways away, that dark look and you know that's been some past uh, clipping there last thing I wanted to throw out just as a caution is 
is the aspect of, of running insecticide. Do try to make the best decision you can because there are times where you can throw an insecticide and as hot and dry as we are, we can have uh, mites out here and that population could explode if we kill off all their beneficials that eat them. So just wanted to throw this little update out here for y'all today. Um, good luck, if you have any questions, just reach out anytime. Take care.